just respecting others. I mean, it's not a, I don't have like a science to it, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But it's more of just of, you know, when people interact with me, I just want them to know that like, okay, Bruce really does want to be here. Like mm -hmm. he's not just here to collect a check. Right. You know, like he really enjoys spending time with me and like we're laughing, we're mm -hmm. kicking it, you know, stuff like that. Let's link up with Krista on The Fix. She's a wellness coach with a focus on mental well-being and physical strength. y'all it is coach Krista and I am back on our latest episode of the fix today we are linking up with another Charlotte connection because I love to stay in touch with all my Charlotte people out there and was recording this on a little tour of the city when I go back and I am sitting with my friend Bruce of BAW photography sometimes known as the guy with the dope content t-shirts. So if you've seen him around Charlotte, if you're in the fitness scene, he is a content creator who focuses on a lot of different types of events and venues. Right before we hit record on this, we were talking about how he is so versatile that he shoots both weddings and CrossFit competitions. So I think that's a testament to who you are as a creator and the type of eye that you have. Um, and I'm very excited to have you on the show today. So welcome. Oh, thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Good. I'm happy to have you. I don't know if anybody's told you this when you've been on other podcasts, but when I listened to you on the podcast with Stu, I was like, wow, he has a really good voice for podcasting. Oh, well, it's maybe, very maybe. pleasant to listen to. Oh. So maybe you should start a podcast. I may need to do that. Hey, yeah. Go, no, mark, I'll, I, mark, I'll mark that down. Yeah, yeah you should. Thanks. So there's your business idea there for the go. day. Thank you. Um, so as I mentioned before, when we were prepping for the show, my first question for all of my guests is 45 seconds, not going to time you, but if I was, keep it succinct. Who the heck are you? Why should we care about you, your personality, what you do, your story? All right. So uh, once again, Bruce Williams, I am from Northern Virginia. Um, I have been involved in fitness my entire life. I grew up playing, grew up playing baseball, went off to college and played baseball. So I think that has a lot to do with my love for shooting fitness. Mm -hmm. I've always lifted. I've always done CrossFit, been in global gyms, you know, LA Fitness, et cetera, things like that. So um, I'm really passionate about what I do. So, I mean, if you come across me, when you see me work, you're going to see my work ethic is hard. I'm not going to be slacking. Um, I'm big on, you know, showing pride in my work and hopefully all my clients feel the same way. Um, and it goes the same thing with fitness and with weddings. With weddings, I mean, Many of brides tell me, oh, I'm crying, I'm crying, I'm crying. Yeah. To me, that's... That's the best feedback me, you can I'm get, like, right? Good. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. I don't care what anybody else says. You cried, I'm good. Mm -hmm. So um, I just want people to know, like, I'm, I work hard, I put in the work, and I love what I do. And I think that's really evident because, you know, we were talking about how it's so easy to connect with people on social media if we kind of run in the same circles but I've never met in person. The people who work really hard, especially in the content creation sphere... Obviously, your website, your Instagram, anything that you're putting online is, of course, your resume. And it's very apparent from the quality of the work that you're posting 
just because you love it, not to be like, hey, look at what I made, like right. in a braggadocious way, right. um, that you do really care about what you do and you do really enjoy it. So I think that's great. And I know that you, I actually didn't know this before I listened to another podcast, but I know that you, this was kind of a side hustle for you in the yeah. beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that is how I myself got into fitness. So that'll definitely come up in our conversation because I always love for people to talk about that transition, what it's like. Absolutely. There's a lot of people out there who I think have the side hustle thing going and they're afraid to make the leap and yes. it's always great to hear it from somebody who's done it and even if it's tough and it is yeah. and you might look super successful on the outside and we're panicking <laughs> on the inside it's good to kind of hear the tea from somebody who's done it or is going through it so Got it. but before we get into all that okay. next question same for every episode is what is your go-to coffee order and if you don't drink coffee it's okay right yeah so tell us what your morning routine so is i do not drink coffee have um, you ever drank coffee uh, no, so I tried it when I was, okay. um, you know, interning and stuff. Yeah, and like I college. college. I was like, didn't like all, the taste. That's what all the cool people are doing, you know, before we <laughs> try it. Yeah. I just didn't, I just don't like it. Um, my wife loves coffee. We have like three coffee machines, you know, in the house. And, mm-hmm. But I'm like a vanilla chai latte. I'll drink that all day. Okay. So you still have like a, a warm drink that you like to oh, go for. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Vanilla chai latte, I'm, I'm good all day with okay. that. Okay. Nice. Do you like any other kinds of tea? Um... I like tea. Um, not a big fan of tea. Okay. But, uh, You're just like a water guy. Yeah. Keep it straightforward. Yeah. Water, uh, you know, your Gatorades and yeah. your, you know. Your sports drinks. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Do, you, do you go for any, like, um, energy drinks? Ugh. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of guilty. Uh, okay. It's all right. You know, I have my occasional. When work. you're, I asked because I feel like, and this could be totally stereotyping, but people in your field tend to pull like crazy hours when they're editing things. So true. Um, so I figured yeah, you I'll, might rely on I'll Red Bull. Ring, I'll hit my reins. <laughs> I'll hit my, uh, yeah. my bangs and my Red Bulls. Yeah, 100%. Even at competitions, like if anyone's seen me like mm-hmm. shooting. Do you usually have like, like a bang oh, in your or hand? Be, honestly, though, people will come up to me and be like, hey, are you good? And they'll like, they'll bring. What they have. Yeah, like yeah. I have a real good friend right, that right. comes to my competitions and mm-hmm. she'll be like, she brings a cooler. Nice. And she'll like she'll put a lecture in there yep, for you. Yep. Yeah, there you Keep go. Yeah. No, it's important, though. I was listening to somebody giving advice on how to get into podcasting and how to get started. And one of the number one pieces of advice that people give when you're new to it, especially if you're going to record solo shows, which I haven't really delved into yet. I did a trailer and obviously that was just me talking, but I'm only like eight episodes in. And um, somebody said, you basically need to have the energy and you're not talking to anyone like you're talking to a microphone and talking to the wall, right? you need to have the energy of like 16 Red Bulls to keep people engaged because there's nothing worse than when you're listening to a podcast. And I don't know if you've heard these podcasts before or how much of a listener you are. And you can tell that the person sounds uninterested or if they're interviewing someone else distracted because you can hear them like typing on their keyboard. Uh, yeah, okay. It sends the cue to the listener I'm interviewing someone and I'm so uninterested in what they're saying that I'm not even listening. So like you shouldn't listen either. Yeah. So yeah. it's, you got to get that like hype kind of energy, which is the same for being a fitness coach. Like when I go teach a group fitness class, I want them to think I'm like just like annoyingly yeah, peppy. Bouncing, bouncing off the walls. Yeah. yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Exactly. So. And plus I mean, it motivates them too yeah. when they see that. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're like, you want, you want to have that vibe of like you are the happiest, most energetic, like energizer bunny yeah, like type what, person. What is she on? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, what's that stuff? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's talk a little bit more about your background and your story. And then I do ultimately think that kind of the direction of our conversation will be more to take it to present day, 
looking at the importance of professional content, mm-hmm. why fitness studios and companies that are trying to build brands with needing a virtual presence with everything that's happened in the past year, mm-hmm. why it's so important to give off that polished look even on their Instagram right. and dedicating the time, the energy, and really the financing to be able to hire somebody like you and get it done the right way. Okay. But before we get into all of that, tell me a little bit about how you got to where you are today. So you mentioned baseball. You mentioned you're from Virginia. How'd you get to Charlotte? All right. So I was um, I was a personal trainer at um, LA Fitness okay. back, uh, back home in uh, Woodbridge, Virginia. And I had this CrossFit Woodbridge, uh, the owner there, was always bugging me, like, hey, man, come try CrossFit, try CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, y'all are crazy. Like, yeah. I, I have no desire to go in there. Yeah, I so, had the same attitude towards it. But I think people, like, if they knew you were an athlete, they, like, assumed that you would really like it yeah. if you had some professional experience. Right, yeah, right. yeah, you love, love yeah. to compete. Right, I mean, it's right. For you, right. Yeah, totally. So um, I was like, all right, I'll try it. I go in there and try it out. I get smoked by, like, this 17-year-old girl, like, just, I mean, burns me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, I'm in. What were you, do you remember the workout? I, it was something like a 400 meter run. Like some like, kind of AMRAP type yeah, thing? Yeah, it was 400 meter okay. run and like some deadlifts and then, then run again, come back, deadlift. And I was like, I got to do this again. So anyway, so um, <laughs> I was like, I was like signed up. I was like, I'm in. So I join and then I find out the price of it. I'm like, I can't afford to pay for this membership. I yeah. was like, well, I was getting into photography. I was shooting and I was like, well, how about I provide you workout of the day photos for my membership? So I would that's provide smart. them photos, uh, and they would post it with the water of the day, and okay. that's how I pay for my membership. Um, then that led to, you know, shooting other trainers and then those trainers' families mm-hmm. and all that. So it took off from So there. at the time, because I know now you do – well, you were doing a lot of competitions and that sort of thing – but at the time, for those purposes, was it really more of like those professional shoots where someone was doing like a branding shoot? So, at, or no? Because no, no. that wasn't really a thing back no, then, no. right? At first, literally, I was doing like your really basic. I mean, just your simple shooting in a class. Okay. Uh, covering a, f- I mean, delivering a photo, mm-hmm. and then maybe I think I did one like website shoot. Okay. But it was like, uh, I mean, I look at it now, like the lighting's horrible. <laughs> You're like, I, oh, I can't oh, believe I produced so that. Bad. Yeah. And then, um, so then, uh. Me and my wife, we got married, and we moved to moved to Charlotte. And uh, her mom, her mom was here. My her brother in her her brother and sister in law are here. Mm-hmm. My sister's here. Okay. So we moved up here, and honestly, when I moved up here, it kind of like took off. I um linked up with um what is it Reebok Uptown? Across yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I shot Pamela Gagnon. Nice. Yeah. And then from then on, it was like okay. She's super well known, yeah. so I'm sure that was kind of like. You're in, yeah, right? Yeah, and those yeah. kind of took off, and then I linked up doing super fit competitions, cool. which were huge. And um, so, yeah, from then, man, the word of mouth just spread like crazy. And how much do you think that has to do with the fact that CrossFit is such a network? Like, at the time when CrossFit really got popular, and you compare it, I don't want to call it a franchise because right. it's technically not operated that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you are paying, like, the licensing fees, but – I think at the time, yeah, you could compare it to, say, like, Orange Theory, how if you had a membership, you could pop into any gym. But there's so many of them, and it's not as niche, whereas there's something about CrossFit. It's sort of like, oh, you do CrossFit? Me too. So we're, like, automatically cool yeah. with each other. You do know. you think that really helped your career? Oh, 100%. Um, I, mean, I, can't, I can't really name the amount of businesses I've shot for mm-hmm. or weddings I've shot or engagements I've shot or, you know, apparel branding I've shot because – 
someone knows the original connection was someone CrossFit. knows someone who goes across sure. it's like oh yeah i know this guy he shoots crossfit hire him so yeah it's been huge huge and that's I, amazing I try, and i try to be i always tell other shooters about this too i was like you know get out in your community and you know even though you're not shooting it go go interact with these people sure. let them know like you know i'm here i'm not just here when you need me, but I'm here. Like, right. I want to be a part. I believe in what you're doing. Exactly. I want to be a part of it. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want to be like the awkward guy behind the camera. No, no. Yeah. Like he only shows up when he's shooting a gig. Like, mm-hmm. no, I'm there. I'm part of the community too. So, so where do you work out around here? Uh, so maybe, maybe you have a different answer with COVID maybe pre COVID and currently. So <laughs> I was a, I coached for like six, seven years Nice. and I was a coach at CrossFit Harrisburg. Okay. I'm not there anymore, but, um, so now I've just been working out at my, at my gym, my whole gym's, you know, laced and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm good there. Um, eventually I will need to join another CrossFit gym. So anybody want me there, I'll at me. PSA. <laughs> yeah. Bruce yeah. is looking for a home gym. Yeah. We'll, we'll let everybody know. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. And do you have, I usually save these kinds of questions towards the end, but we got right into the fitness. So yep. I'm just going to go there. Okay. I do like a lightning round and I'll ask you like a bunch of quick hitters, okay. but do you have favorite We'll put it in the context of shooting. Okay. Do you have a favorite movement or type of workout or specific kind of CrossFit competition that you love to shoot for whatever reason? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, as far as a movement, like I love, I mean, I love heavy lifting, heavy cleans yeah. or heavy snatches. Anything like with that. the barbell. Yeah. Um, gymnastic stuff is really dope too. So like, you know, handstands, mm-hmm. uh, muscle ups, t- toes to bar are sick, especially when you get like hamstrings and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Actually for the bar, I would say definitely toes to bar. Nice. You get some cool action shots. Yep. And for somebody who may be listening to this who is on the content creation side, mm-hmm. you know, to get really narrow versus just being an entrepreneur and business focused, what is kind of your advice for a person who's just getting started and maybe has a love for photography but could be intimidated by shooting anything where there's a lot of movement because that takes skill and I, I'm sure you've watched yourself really develop that over time yeah. just as you made the comment about your the the lighting and yeah. probably the way yeah. you edited that photo yeah. you probably hated it yeah. right I yeah just, I just <laughs> like hours yeah one yeah photo. I'm like that was a waste of time yeah but um yeah I, mean, I would say like I mean the majority I tell people like just number one keep shooting like mm-hmm. even don't get discouraged because you're Photos don't look like, you know, someone you follow on Instagram. Yeah, who like, could have been doing it for every, years. Yeah, everyone starts somewhere. Mm-hmm. So um, keep shooting. Reach out for advice. I mean, YouTube is like, YouTube saves lives. You know, sure. if you want any tutorials. Like <laughs> yeah, that, it's so true. Yeah, always check there. Um, reach out. Use your resources. Like, even if you know people who, like, hey, would you mind, you know, posing for me or, you know, mm-hmm. or can I shoot you while you work out just to get practice? I mean, right. And there's so many of us out there who are looking for that kind of stuff. Yeah. I have a business consulting service that I offer to people who are online coaches or even they might be in a totally different industry and they just are trying to sell some sort of product online. Right. And I'll work with them, help them really focus on social media. And the number one thing I always tell people is you need to get more professional content because your feed is going to come off with a different regard if you can show professional photos and um, I was just talking to a client of mine yesterday and we were talking about a photo shoot that she unfortunately wasn't super happy with the product and with the situation the person didn't want to reshoot her photos and I said to her I was like just let it go like we can find somebody else but I felt bad because I knew she already spent the money on that and now it's like oh you got to go spend the money twice yeah and so I said to her, I was like, instead of trying to find the next photographer who may be costly because they're really good and they have this great reputation, maybe you have a friend who works in like PR or whatever and 
and they may have like a side hobby doing photography, yeah. ask them to shoot something for yeah, you. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely a good idea. Because yeah, then it's like a mutually beneficial relationship. Yeah. It's a because that person wants to build their book. You could get professional f- shots out of it, and then you're good, and you can continue to promote them. Yeah. They build their resume. You add to that notoriety, and you're all everybody's happy. Yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of shooters out here who are in that same mm-hmm. you know, that point of their I don't say career, but sure. that point you know, like hey, I'm just trying to build myself build myself up. There's plenty of shooters out there who want that, but a lot of them are scared to even exactly like they don't want to brand themselves and be like, hey, if you want to shoot, like let me do it. Yeah, I've, yeah. I plenty of people ask me, they're like, hey. And I want to shoot at my gym, but, you know, I'm, I'm scared about messing it up. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, if that's the case, you're never going to shoot. Right. So, I mean, just do it, man. So, we talked about the fact that you realized you joined, you wanted to join CrossFit. It was expensive. That's no secret. It, it is pretty costly to have a CrossFit membership compared to a lot of other fitness concepts out there. So, you said, hey, let me kind of barter with you. What gave you the confidence to pick up the camera in the first place? And what was kind of going through your mind that compelled you to make that suggestion other than like, hey, I just, I need a way to pay for this. Yeah. So uh, actually while I was in Virginia, I had a a close friend of mine who um, she was actually, you know, she was a personal training client Mm -hmm. of mine, like an in-home client. Okay. So she was paying me, you know, really well. Yeah. Cause you were going to her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she, uh, you know, started off shooting her and like, honestly, having someone who, kind of like tells you your worth and mm-hmm. like says like look man you're really good yeah hearing she kind of gave you that yeah. like yeah. she noticed right you. Yeah, yeah yeah so hearing that kind of reassures you like you know maybe I am better than what I think I am mm-hmm. so I was like well let me just uh when I talked to the CrossFit gym owner he was like he's like yeah man I love your stuff and in my head I'm like man why don't you tell me that like you know right so ago. at this time were you just kind of I mean, I don't know how many years ago this was, so Instagram really hasn't been around that long. Oh, when no. you think about it, where were you? Where were people seeing your content? I mean, we're talking. This is this is MySpace days. So, yeah, um, is that where you were posting things? Well, I had, I had stuff on there. I mean, I had Did my, you have a website, website at the time? Course, okay. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, of course, you had your Facebook. Right. Of course, you know, Facebook ruins all your resolution. <laughs> I know. But um, yeah, Instagram. I was not. I was doing that. Um, Literally, most of my stuff was either seen on people's websites, mm-hmm. like showing that, you know, I had my little logo in the sure. corner, and then I would have my website, and I would just blast it out on Facebook, like, hey, visit here, and I'd give, like, links to galleries and stuff like that, but that's how most people saw my work. Okay. And then that was how the word of mouth started virtually. That was it. Okay. Yeah, that was it. And your client that you mentioned that you were training in home, mm-hmm. were you doing family shoots for her, or was she letting you mess around and shoot her while working well, yeah, out? I would shoot, I would shoot okay. her, and then... uh I booked her, I shot her nephew, like I did nice. like his, you know, graduation photos. Sure. And then, you know, the next thing you know, someone related to them, I'm shooting their family. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just, it's a ripple effect. Uh, and plus, you know, being in Northern Virginia, I had D.C. Right, it was right there. Yeah, there. Yeah. So I had a lot of, you know, cool spots to shoot. Totally. At, so it was super fun. Totally. And for you, because of your own background with training and being a coach, mm-hmm. Did you always have the intention when you got into it to focus only on that type of content? And then because of the word of mouth, you got into the more lifestyle. How did that, how did those two worlds kind of collide for you? Because it's a very, it's like we said, it's not different in that you're capturing moments, but it still is different because the environment is nothing alike. Yeah. So I think, um, as far as like when I started shooting was fitness, like my hundred percent, I was like, no, it just kind of, I fell into that because that's okay. what I was involved in. Sure. You were already in that. Yeah, that it was already there. So community. it was a super easy transition. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that. And then, you know, once people started asking like, Hey, well, do you, do you do lifestyle photos? Mm-hmm. Can you do headshots? Sure. And I was like, well, I mean, Dry. I have all the gear to do it. Right. Right. 
I'm sure I can do it. And then I started doing that. I was like, oh, I'm pretty good at this too. So, and like you said, I mean, even um, doing lifestyle photos and even doing fitness, I mean, they all are the same as far as capturing moments, not bad facial expressions, you know, the, you know, the best attributes of somebody's, you know, body, things like that, you know, so I mean, it's angles, all that that stuff, lighting, it's all the same. Right. Now talk to me more about the creative process. Let's first talk about capturing the shot and then we'll talk about editing because I'm curious if you have any like quirks to your process but when it comes to capturing shots beyond lighting Mm -hmm. what's the number one thing that you look for so beyond lighting I mean it's because the lighting is like for anybody listening to this who knows let's say nothing about photography if your lighting sucks you're kind of screwed so I would also like to know as a piggyback to the first question what do you do to try to shoot in gyms that just have like horrible fluorescent lighting? <laughs> oh, yeah. So I mean, with that, I mean, in that case, like, I mean, majority. I, I'm a big fan of bay doors. So, okay. Of course, yeah. I'll open those get them up. to open as much as yeah. they can to get but, the natural uh, light. But what so, if that's not an option? What do you I do? Mean, I'll bring in strobes. Okay. I'll bring in uh, LED lights. Yeah. Uh, you know, match the temperature of my camera. Mm-hmm. I'll do that. And plus, I mean, a lot of shooters know, like, if you have a a good, you know, professional mid level camera, mm-hmm. I mean, you can bump you can, your you you bump can, your settings yeah. up and do. And even your white balance can suck and be off, but once you get in post, you can kind of change that and make it yeah. make it look right. Yeah. So. Okay. But if you can bring light, bring light. Right. Yeah. And then what do you look for to capture that like perfect shot? Uh, I mean, you I'm, can't go in with too many expectations, yeah, no, right? I mean, I'm I'm big on I'm big on angles. Um, I'm big on um. I always ask whenever I'm shooting, especially a female, I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, do you have a a favorite side or sure. a side that you don't want? Yeah, yeah. Shot urge or something you don't want right captured. So that's usually the first thing I get out. But um, I'm big on showing, you know, strong movements. Like if it's a snatch, I want to catch the pull. Right. I want to catch the most intense, mm-hmm. the most intense part of that movement. Okay. So that's my. And have you developed that eye, let's call it, from continuing to shoot? Or do you think because you yourself are a coach and athlete, you kind of went into it, even if it was subconsciously, knowing that that's the kind of shot that will make for a great photo? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a combination of both. I think mm-hmm. a lot of it is. Yeah, me being a coach and doing CrossFit, knowing, all right, in a second, she's going to be in this position. Sure, because it's be a lot about position. timing, too, yeah. when you're going to capture right, it. So I kind of yeah. know what to look for. And, um, yeah, actually in doing it, I think that helps a lot. And actually with all the competitions I've shot mm-hmm. and, you know, practice makes perfect, you know. So I know what doesn't work. I know when not to shoot a, a female doing double unders. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, so yeah. It's, it's live and learn. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. And – um. What, if you could, because I know you've done a lot of work, so I don't know if you have any kind of favorites that jump out at you, but it was is there an event in your mind, like a competition that you shot at some point in your career that was just like, you look back on those photos and you're super proud of them, or the experience was really fun for you? Yeah, so, oh man, it's, uh, it's tough. Um, So, I did a shoot for um, AMRAP, AMRAP for Autism. Yeah, I'm familiar with them. Which is... um. I did it. I shot it at CrossFit Mayhem yeah. in uh, Cookville. So of course, you know Rich Froning's gym, whatever. So I shot that, and um, like that experience alone, like I never thought that, like why would I? I never thought I'd be here shooting with that yeah. level of a CrossFit yeah, athlete. CrossFit, yeah, yeah, I never thought I'd be there. And um, I don't know if you know, but I shoot for Dream on Three. Yes, I did um, know that as well. So, I mean, being able to go and travel and meet, you know, Steph Curry, Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. you know, all these big time players, like all because community, yes. But also because I know what to do with a camera, mm-hmm. I just never thought those things would 
happens. Yeah, when you picked up that camera and made the wager to pay for your membership that way, I'm sure you had no idea yeah. that it was going to lead to any of yeah, this. Like, well, I'm on a plane flying to Cali to go shoot yeah. Steph Curry. Like, it's crazy. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, it blew my mind. That's awesome. Yeah. Now let's take it to the editing side. Okay. What is that process like for you? Do you have the se- do you have like a secret sauce that you don't spill to people or like do right. you have any kind of like rituals of how you edit? All right. So as far as I mean, so I kind of go through a process of depending on like if it's a lifestyle or if it's a wedding. I mean, I edit different on all of, of them. course, of course. Like if we're just talking fitness. Yeah. Um, let's let's keep it yeah, fitness, keep and it then fitness. I do want to talk about weddings. Yeah, yeah. Next. So for fitness, I mean, as far as going in, um, I do have a. I guess a look slash swag that I do. Sure. I mean, it's come from, you know, a lot of mess ups too, but, um, I, I, I like to do the, you know, edgy, edgy look. I don't like too much of a, like a commercial vanilla mm-hmm. type look. I like to see something like, Oh man, that guy's kind of got a little swag to his sure. photo. So I'm big on, you know, colors being not, they don't have to be so true. You sure. Know what I'm saying? They can sure, be sure, sure. off a little yeah. bit. Um, but as far as the process, I mean, I mean, my biggest concern is, is it sharp? Like right. I, I need like a, you want it to be the, it to be like a crisp, like oh that yeah. resolution I alone a, is great from your camera. Right. But then you want the edits to really highlight that. I need right. A good photo. Like I don't, yeah. if a foot's cut off, I won't yeah, post it. No. If a finger's cut off. Right. I won't post it. Um, and so. I think those, those are small things that if you don't have a lot of experience with content and looking at pictures, um, because I don't think I shared this with you, but I actually went to school for journalism, so no I can shoot not. a decent video. No I can do a little not. B-roll. Okay, I know okay. I know what to look for. I know about the rule of thirds, yep. which rule, I'm sure rule, rule of thirds is the money. Yep, I shoot. I try to shoot a lot of my Instagram content that I make myself with that. Lighting and rule of thirds are mm. the most important. Um, and you know, I think it's really funny when people don't realize how I learned this in a journalism course in college, like. It looks terrible if you cut off the tip of someone's head yeah. or if you um, take a headshot and you stop it at their waist. Oh. Like you're literally making the person look like their body's missing. Like yeah. you have to be very particular about where those things are cropped. Yep, 100%. Um, and other people don't notice that. I think it's because, and I'd love your opinion on this. They, they can like tell there's something wrong with the picture, but they don't know what it is. Like right. it looks weird, but they can't put their finger on I why. Agree with that. Yeah, right. Like they're not going to be like, I think if her head wasn't cut off right there, I'd think differently. And yeah. They're just like, it just doesn't look, look right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I'm, um, I mean, I've been plenty of times where, you know, like if someone's running and like if you take a photo of their leg kicked back up, it looks like they're missing a limb. Right, exactly. You know? like you have yeah. To, you yeah. have to learn your angles and when uh-huh. to shoot. And I've seen people post those photos. I'm like, come on, man. I mean, if you just like waited one more split second, yeah. you could have gotten the yeah. shot. Yeah, shot a different angle. Sure. You could at least saw her foot or right. something. Right, so. exactly. Yeah, definitely yeah. important. So what kind of, you know, you said a lot of trial and error went into that. Mm-hmm. What kind of, me- were there any mess ups that you had in the beginning that were super frequent or did you kind of learn quick? Like once you went through a specific album and you're like, damn, I missed that because I lost X, Y, Z thing. Well, yeah. Well, I went through a phase where like I used to hit the clarity slider way too much. Mm-hmm. And like, I was all about, you know, I wanted it to look like rugged and edgy. And I was like, that's like really, raw. Yeah. It's really not a good look. Um, so, I mean, I've learned. Especially, um, I don't know. Well, people should know this, but but maybe not. But I mean, posting to Instagram and right. stuff. I mean, it messes with your resolution. Yeah, you do need to format your yep. photos a certain mm-hmm. way if you want it to come across. You right, know, and even the whole thing of like, I think a lot of people don't know um, that. And if you've had any professional shoots done before, 
people may have seen the two versions of each file, but I, I'm sure a lot of people don't know why, but there's like the res for web and then yep. there's res for print. Yep. So I always deliver whenever I, de I deliver photos formatted for uh, social media and mm -hmm. for print. And of course, I mean, your print file could be, you know, triple the size yeah. of your social media file. Um, right. So yeah, that's definitely, you have to know when to use those and when not to use them. So yeah, definitely important. Mm -hmm. Now, transitioning into some of the lifestyle shoots yep. and even videography mm -hmm. did you when did you bring that into the fold so because uh, it sounds like you started mostly with still photography 100 percent. Yeah, okay I started with still and then um i shot nikon for like i mean probably seven seven eight years mm -hmm. and then you know it's like well i really want to start doing video and getting into that and then i got introduced to sony okay so i was like okay let me go ahead and make this switch to sony where i can do i can shoot and then switch to video you know, at the drop of the dime and not have to worry right, about right. having another camera, right? Yeah, and like having the whole setup and right, change. Yeah, yeah. So um, that started that, and then I started shooting, I mean, I started like, when I was shooting a competition, mm -hmm. I would film like- Clips here and clips there. And then okay. stitching them together and stuff like that. And then I was like, all right, well, this is pretty cool. So then I was like, all right, well, let me, now I'm gonna buy a dedicated camera- For shooting for film. strictly filming video. And then I got that and it was, well, do you do weddings? I was like, oh, well. I can do that. Yeah. Now, now yeah, I do. I got yeah, the equipment. Yeah. So now I bought a second okay. vi uh, video filming camera. So um, it kind of, I don't want to say like, I mean, people ask that and I'm, I don't really have like a, there wasn't a strategy. There was no like, tr there was no like day that you woke up and you were like, yeah, I'm going to do this yeah, next. Like, I mean, like this is the like, next step in my career. Like I tell people like I have a, I have a real strong, you know, strong faith. And like, I just mm -hmm. believe that, you know, whatever is meant for you to do. I mean, as long as you stay on the right path right. and you're not, you know, doing people dirty and, you yeah. know. I mean, I feel like things will just line up and I kind of just happen for me. Things just, just trickle down and just, mm -hmm. I don't know, just been blessed pretty much. And like you said, it, all it takes is I think to speak way more broadly to business in general, because we were talking about this with your, um, printing mm -hmm. on your clothing and uh, your apparel, yep. it's referrals are so huge in the types of industries that we're both in. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think it only makes sense that like, someone already established trust and that's what referrals at the end of the day on like when it comes down to a value proposition that's why referrals work you want to work with people that you trust and i think something like a wedding because you even said the best is when you get the feedback from the bride that she cried photography and videography is a vulnerable setting for people like the way they look at it is vulnerable. And then I think it's even vulnerable for you as the photographer to be like, I really hope they like my yeah, stuff. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's really tapping into your ability to be able to make somebody feel comfortable. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's like those, even like you said, headshots and things. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, you're right. I'm right in their face. And yeah. And it's super obvious to you. I'm sure I've done photo shoots before. Um, I've done them in Charlotte. I had, I was doing a photo shoot with the, uh, the team at Sweatnet and I was just like really like tight that day mm -hmm. and they made me like turn on music and dance around. Yeah. So I relax right. and they, they have enough experience to notice when they were looking at the pictures that I didn't look like myself because they knew me and they've seen other photos of me. They know how I move. Right. And so they're like, Hey, you need to like take a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, so tell me in your experience, do you think that was just kind of a Nate skill that you had and maybe learned from shooting a lot or it's something that you had to teach yourself over time? And you're talking about as far as making people feel comfortable, comfortable and like making and kind of like recognizing when it just doesn't seem right and like taking a step back and like 
repositioning them or having them take a beat so you can get the shot you're really hoping for. Yeah, so definitely, I mean, first starting, of course, I mean, I was horrible at, at posing. And mm-hmm. I think at, at one point I might have brought an assistant along to like, especially. especially kind of show you what to look for. Especially for females. I mean, I, yeah. I had no idea, you know. I you're not a female. You don't know. You don't know like what our like concerns are. You could go ask your wife, but like it's yeah. not the same. You don't have the bodily awareness Right. And now of the person. Now the crazy part is now, like when I'm posing a female, like I'll do the pose too. Like, do this. <laughs> like, yeah, like, oh. girl. I was like, oh man, what am I doing? <laughs> but um, you've done it enough times. Oh yeah, now. yeah. Now I'm like, all right, no, put put your heel up or your toe up. I'm like, yeah. why am, don't why am I doing? This? <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think just over time, learning and seeing what looks right and what looks bad, kind of a. Uh, yeah, I, and also, I mean, studying, reading, you know, following other photographers, yeah. seeing how they pose, you know, things like that. Who are your um, kind of go-to photo inspirational people or people you like to learn from? Do you have a mix? I mean, uh, I love, I mean, as far as, like, creation itself, mm-hmm. I mean, I love, like, you know, Chris Howe and, like, Peter McKinnon. And, like, I love those guys. Um, I just love people who, like, you know, think outside of the box whenever they're creating something. And the big thing to me is, like, the fact that, these people are super talented and willing to share their sure. knowledge with people. Cause I know in the fitness industry, I mean, other shooters who hear this, they'll know that. I mean, people tend to be very, very, uh, protective. Yeah. I think I'm actually so glad you brought that up because I have this conversation with other fitness professionals a lot and you can relate on both levels cause you have been a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking to a former coworker about this and this was her theory. There's something about fitness and I think it applies to photography too. Mm-hmm. Because it's like ruled and fueled by passion that people get super protective of their method and their idea and they get freaked out that it's a saturated industry. And so then they were like, they're like, no, like you can't know what I do. And I'm of the opinion that that's so silly because guess what? A burpee is a fucking burpee (laughs) and I don't care how you program it. But if you operate from this place that your programming is superior to any other gym on the market, I don't, I, I don't think that's truly possible. Like, right. it can be to an extent, and of course, all programming should be deliberate. But for me, I don't see that as somebody as a future business owner. I don't intend to market a studio as come to my place to get the best programming that doesn't exist anywhere else. I will, of course, say it's the best programming because I designed it and I think it's fantastic, but I'd be lying to you if I told you that it didn't exist anywhere else. It's the environment that I created, the coaches and the way they deliver it, um, you know, even the cleanliness of the studio is what adds to the experience that's going to make someone want to come to my studio versus one that's probably three doors away. Yeah, it's it's funny. I had a guy who... He asked me, he was like, Bruce, what do you do about, you know, com- another Competition. another competitive photographer who wants to shoot at your gym? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you don't worry about them. I was yeah. like, you do. Let them do their thing. Yeah. And you keep doing yours. I was like, there's plenty of, we can all eat, you know. Yeah, like, just exactly. Just because if you lose to one gym, there's like 20 to the left. Other of gyms them. out yeah, there. So yeah. Like, why are you, you? Right. Know. It's that whole idea of scarcity mindset. And I'm a firm believer in that idea that if you focus more on keeping your thing to yourself you can't grow whereas if you're generous with your ideas and saying to someone hey you're a peer even though you're my competition and we're potentially pulling clientele from the same pool I did this thing this business practice worked super well for me I'm happy to share that with you 
I have, I Those no, people are always more successful. I have no problem. I mean, I've, I've had people shadow me. Sure. On shoots. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I don't. Right. I mean, when it all comes down to it, we are two different people. Yeah. We're both going to deliver a different product. Mm-hmm. When it, even if you shadow me, I'm like, oh, I like how we did that. You're you s- might learn something from them, which is even cooler. Yep. And you might ha- they could have a different eye than you, or or maybe they edit it slightly differently. Yeah. And it's not to say that their version was bad. They're just different yeah. and respected in their own ways. And I think that's the same with fitness. Like your product is more tangible because you can put the two photos side by side. Right. Whereas I think fitness is harder outside of like let's say we threw away progress pictures. Like let's say those didn't exist because obviously those speak for themselves. And if you don't have them, you're going to have a really hard time selling your concept, right? Um, Results are your resume. It's there. You can't argue about that, but everything else is so subjective. Like it comes down to the person's personality and I never like to operate from a place that I'm the trainer for everyone. Cause I know there might be people who think, like I said earlier, I want to seem like the energizer bunny. Some people that pisses them off. Like I love to pull on motivational quotes and inspirational sayings. And, and really, I hate, I hate being the coach on the microphone that is repetitive and being like, you got this, you got this. I want to be the person who has taken the time to read some book or something that really inspired me or listen to a podcast and a story that inspired me. And then I want to weave those lessons into my workout in a way that's my dialogue, the way I speak vernacular, whatever. And it can come off as kind of preachy and that's not for everybody. And that's totally cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be upset right. if you come and you don't like my workout. It's so whatever. Yeah, that's fine. Go, go somewhere else. You're good. That is fine. But there's so many people who just get, I had a, my episode with um, a friend of mine, her name's Biz and she was in the military. She's an army vet. And then she's now in the fitness industry. And we talked about this exact thing. And I said to her, it's like, people get so butthurt. Yeah. Like I didn't, I'd never heard that until I moved. I was like, butthurt. I was like, what is that? Right. I never heard that until I moved, <laughs> moved here, but yeah, I get, yeah. It now. I get it. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? It's good for you. Like, I think that saturation is actually a good thing yeah. because to me, it means that if something's saturated, there's demand for it. People want it. So that's why everyone keeps getting this idea. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do this. And to be honest, I mean, I love it because it drives me to do more. Sure. More creative. Like if I'm shooting an event. And that's a, a great and point. There's, and there's another person shooting there. Like just say they're on the side. They weren't hired and they're mm-hmm. shooting. I've seen other photographers be like, hey, you need to stop shooting. But me, I'm like, okay, I need to crush this dude. Because right. I'm, exactly. To prove my value. Yeah, to prove that. I'm the one shooting the event and that's why I'm on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm all for that. Right. hundred yeah. percent. I agree. And and everybody wins that way. Yeah. 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 For sure. So let's talk more about your transition into okay. doing this gig full time yep. and what made you have the confidence to take the leap. I think for most people, and I've heard you say this before, the biggest concern is always that you're walking away from a lot of benefits. Mm-hmm. Vacation, that's paid. Yep. Yes, you can set your own schedule now, yeah. but it's different because when you don't work, you don't make money. Yeah. So how do you come to terms with that? Yes. What did you weigh? So what it really came down to, well, well, first, I mean, just to let everybody know, I did, I was in IT. I did IT for like, okay. I mean, 20, 20 plus years. Wow. And I was a, uh, you know, a supervisor at a local government mm-hmm. agency here. So you were always coaching on the side then? Like, did you, or were I, you? Yeah, did I was always coaching on kay. the side and I was always shooting okay. on the side. Yeah. So you so had like a full-time job and two side hustles. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Busy dude. Yeah, really. Um, but you played baseball and you did it through college, right? So yeah. your usage is operating on yeah, that schedule. You probably thrive on it, right? I was also a lot younger too, but. Uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah, Age is a mentality, yeah, right, right, Bruce? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But um, so originally, I um, it got to a point where I was turning down big opportunities that I couldn't okay. do, and it would be like, hey, can you can you fly out or can you come out on a Tuesday or a Wednesday? And In I'm the middle like, of the week, you can't. Like, you know, I really can't. I wish I could. Yeah, I wish I, yeah, I wish I could. Or even for the Dream on Three trips, you mm-hmm. know, I was having to leave on a Thursday, right, and be gone the entire weekend, and it was like, okay, I'm taking PTO or you know, taking right. off, and there were just things I kept saying no to. So mm-hmm. it came to a point every time I was out and about, people were asking me like, "Hey, you going full time? You going full time yet? Yeah. When you going full time, man? I see you're busy. Like, well, the bug was yeah, in your ear yeah, constantly the entire time. Mm-hmm. And my biggest thing was like, even my wife, she was like, you know, I just want you to be happy doing what you're sure what you're doing. I mean, no one wants to. I mean. They can say it. Nobody wants to be a robot going to an office no. and work every day. No one wants to do that. No, nobody does. So um, then it got to a point where I just kind of took the leap. And, of course, I want to give – I don't want to give credit to it, but COVID also kind of pushed, pushed me you. to end mm-hmm. up going full-time because, you know, you know, government, they started you know, furloughing mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? If I'm going to do it, like, this is the time to do it. Sure. And I tell anybody that if, like, you're at home right now and you're thinking of making a transition or – Go for it. Now the same thing yeah. happened to me. And obviously, you know, I had a lot of factors at the same time, right. which helped because it was then it put me in a place where now my back is against the wall and I don't have another option. Yeah. And I think that's the leap that people are afraid of because they're like, well, what if it doesn't work out? And then they are like, oh, my God, I won't have another option. And I can say from personal experience, like I left a finance job. And to be honest, at the end of the day, my compensation was super similar because I did very well as a coach. But if you put the numbers, if you put the time worked and those numbers on paper hourly, I was making way less money because I had to put two to three times the effort, but I didn't care because I was so felt so rewarded from the job. Right. And so I operated from this place of like, you know what? I'm, I was 23 at the time when I first left the corporate path that Mm -hmm. everyone wanted me to go down. And I was like, you know what, if it, I'll try it for a year. And if it doesn't work out, I'll go back to finance. That was the dumbest thing I ever said (laughs) (laughs) because it, it truthfully proved to be really hard to do that. Um, for a while, I just felt frustrated, and I was like, I'm working Saturdays. I'm working Sundays. I'm seeing my friends who are, like, 25, and they can travel on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And the types of industries that we work in, you have to be okay with, like, knowing that you tend to work when other people are playing. 100%. And if you're not cool with that, yeah. it's a huge thing you have to think long and hard about. And I didn't, to be totally honest. I didn't at the time because I just loved fitness so much I figured I wouldn't care I wouldn't care and then then you have personal things happen in your life people start getting married you want to go on this vacation and you have to start saying no and then you're like wait is this really what I wanted to sign up for I do love this work but now it's trickling into my social life and like that's a sacrifice that I'm not sure at 20 something I was ready to make and so that's kind of where I started questioning if I had made the right decision tried to go back into a corporate role and was met with this mentality of, oh, you're a millennial, you're a job hopper, you're this, that, all the labels of, I looked confused, my resume was not fluid, but it also just wasn't traditional. I worked in the news industry and media all through college. All of my internships were in that sphere. Then I had one internship that landed me in finance, and that kind of tra- predicted the tra- trajectory for postgrad. 
Um, but if I compiled it all together, I had to be really specific about how I packaged that messaging. And I throw shade at this all the time, but when you're being interviewed by somebody who's 50 something years old and has had the same job for 10 years, they don't understand me. More than 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. they could have been in that same position for 10 years, right, yeah, but yeah. they've been in the same industry for 20. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So they think they're like, you did this, then you did that. And now you want to go do this other role. How does any of that translate? And in my head, I was like, I literally help someone start and run a business. I feel like I could go do just about anything yeah. other than like rocket science. Right. Yeah, like yeah, I agree. why can't that translate? Um, so, you know, from my perspective, I think the hurdle I see with most people who are afraid, it's more of like, they don't have the confidence that if there is no backup plan, they can't do anything about it. But as somebody who's sitting in that uncomfortable place of like, shit, I don't have a backup plan right now. And this has to work. I have had more success and produced better product for my clients, I have better conversations. I'm more selective with my time because it's like you don't have any other options, so you better figure this out. Yeah. I yeah. needed that pressure. Some people don't do well in that environment. Um, so what has that been like for you now that you have taken that leap? You think you would have done it sooner? Do you think COVID really did push you? Um, wh- or let's say COVID didn't happen. You think you would still have two, multiple jobs right now? Yep, 100%. I, I think that I would still be – yeah, I'm sure I would still be – and I worked – I worked graveyard shift when I was working there. So I was working like, yeah. you know, 8, 8 p.m. to 8 a.m., mm-hmm. like three to four times a week. So right. I, was, I was getting drugged. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, like I said, I was doing IT. I was getting paid extremely well. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, had a lot of financial freedom. Good benefits. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Okay, all that stuff was good. Right. But I was miserable going in there every day. Right. It's so, like you have to weigh what's really going to make you yes. happy. And I always tell you, got, you got, one, you got one lap around this track of life. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. You don't want to spend it like, you know, just being right. miserable every day. Right. But, um, yeah, the transition was, um, like I said, I did doubt myself mm-hmm. for sure. It's like, will I really be able to, you know, pull in, pull in this income? Sure. Because there's also no guarantee no. with us. It's like, yeah, we can we can work hard as hell to get as many clients as possible. We can invest in a good sales funnel, a good website, yeah. SEO. Yeah. All those things cost money, which makes it hard yeah. because you want to have the income stream to keep reinvesting in the business. Right. I think that's the toughest part. Um, but it's not guaranteed that just because you put in all this effort, you're definitely going to get new clients. Yeah, no, I mean, you can have all, like you said, all those things in the Mm -hmm. world. I can have, you know, subscriptions being taken out of my account every month or, you know, ads and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm doing everything, but Uh you're right. You're not guaranteed to succeed at it. But, um, and even, I know, I don't think fitness is, fitness is probably the same way. Um, as far as like, you can have a, a killer month. Mm-hmm. Or a killer week. It's not consistent. Right, yeah. yeah. You can be like, 100%. You know, some, someone asks you, hey, what are you pulling a month? I was like, well, meaning. Depends. Yeah, what month yeah, are we yeah. talking about? What, what scale are we on? Right, know? right. So, like January for me. Great month. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. August, not so much. Yeah, I was like, are, are we in wedding season? Yeah. Season? Are people competing? Sure, Is sure. it open coming up? You know, things right. like that. I mean, it varies. Um, So I think that has a lot to, like I said, a lot to do with, with just, I was concerned about, you know, losing mm-hmm. those those guaranteed those guarantees are always hard to walk away right. from but as far as I mean I'm probably the happiest I've been in my I mean in my work life career adulthood you know I've ever been so I mean that's amazing it's like I don't want to now it's like you know people want me to go back to IT if like are you interested I'm like 
I mean, not really, you know, right. like I'm, I love where I'm at. Like I'm, I'm happy. Very, very happy. What drives you every day? What, what is kind of the, maybe it's a client response or something. What fills your cup from your work? Uh, I, I think the satisfaction of, I mean, I, I just love, I love helping people and making mm-hmm. people smile. I think knowing that my hard work is appreciated are things totally. that I, present to people they appreciate and are very grateful for i think that um like if i'm shooting a competition like they people have no idea like when you walk by and like bruce you're killing it or dap me up like Mm -hmm. i love your work you're awesome keep like that stuff keeps me going totally all the time totally Um, they may think they're just saying what's up but like it's making the world to me Mm -hmm. so um yeah i think and plus also being a provide for my provide for my wife of course and you know that that goes uh long way and drives me to keep being creative and to book as many gigs as I can. Absolutely. And how, what, within your relationship and, you know, having a partner, what were those conversations like for you guys? I knew you mentioned that she said she just really wanted you to be happy. Um, What do you think it would have been like if, you know, you didn't have her support or maybe you were younger and you had a family, like you were more intertwined with your parents and they were like, we think this is a terrible idea. Yeah, like, man. how do you, how would you have navigated something like that? And it sounds like you didn't have to, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, it's really hard. I, I don't know. I mean, of course, I mean, you can only try to do it behind closed doors for so long, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I mean, do you just completely walk away from those who aren't supporting you and just, I'm going to do this on my own? Or do you try to convince them that you are worth, you know, Right. Doing this. Um, I couldn't imagine my spouse or my parents being like, what you're doing is like dumb and you're wasting your time. Like that would crush me mm-hmm. knowing that. I mean, of course, you believe in yourself and you invest of in course. yourself. But the people you love. We're most, human beings. We want validation. Yeah, the people you love yeah. the most and, you know, you think they you think love you the most are like completely disagreeing everything you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents were like I said, they bought my first camera. So. Right. Like my dad talks to me every day. He was like, son, so proud. He was I'm like, sure. He's like, you know, keep doing. And what you doing. said he didn't even kind of realize until you pointed out to him. Hey, dad, you were kind of the person in my life growing up yeah. who w- always had a camera in his hand. And I think this passion came from that. Yeah, and he didn't da- even know the impact he was having no, on I you. Like my dad, I gave my, I bought my dad a camera. I nice. Gave him a camera. That's awesome. He shot, I mean, he shot a wedding. Here and cool. He calls me. He's like, hey, how do I take this setting? So it's real cool. Yeah. That's fun yeah. that you can talk about that. Yeah. I love it. That's really nice. And I also think, too, photography is one of those skills, much like, you know, I was a swimmer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always appreciated the sport of swimming because I know I could do it forever. Like, as in it, it, when you get older and maybe you're not as mobile, it's very low impact. I think that's something that's really cool about photography. Yeah. It'll be something that you can always do. As long as your, as long as your knees don't go. Right. <laughs> exactly. You're, you're good to go. Yeah. yeah. So what do you see, you know, if you were going to listen to this podcast a year from now? Where do you envision yourself going? Ultimately, what do you want to see from your business? I would love to, of course, I want. I would love to have, you know, a few short films or documentaries under mm-hmm. my belt. I would love to be on some sort of um, sports retainer, like sure. with a, either with a, know, professional a team, team professional or something, team yeah. or professional, you know, branding line, something like that, where I'm just traveling all over okay. and shooting. Um, what does it take to – are those kinds of jobs typically a word of mouth and somebody seeing your work and spotting you, well, or would, how, would, what does that take? I would say – Do you have yeah, to pitch? I would say yes. Uh, first, of course, them noticing you, mm-hmm. that, that kind of – I think that probably – Goes without kinda, saying for any yeah, job. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But um, I would think you definitely need to have something to pitch to them or mm-hmm. show them what you're – because if they reach out and say, hey, we're looking for something, you need to have some sort something of – Something to show them. Of course, yeah. yeah. So definitely having – that's why I want to, you know – I'm actually in starting now, starting to do more, you know, documentary stuff. Okay. And, you know, interviewing and getting more vocal mm-hmm. rather than just – What got you interested in that? Did um, you feel like it was kind of like missing from the package? Yeah, I mean, I just felt like, you know, there's so many great stories to be told that, you know – people don't get reached out to to document sure you know and there's things that people i know who have amazing stories that have done great things and yeah. i feel like other people should know anyway i want to be sensitive to your time we could talk forever oh yeah absolutely yeah so unfortunately i do have a shoot today so totally I, cool one, yeah. you gotta you gotta yeah. stay on top of it That's for right. your clients right. um you know with that what would you say for someone i know we talked a little bit about advice for a newbie mm-hmm. what do you think are some of the smaller details like showing up on time and you know, the whole idea of over, like under promise, over deliver, what are some principles that you operate with? So and I then mean, we'll move into our lightning round. hundred percent. Uh, what I like to focus on communication, like mm-hmm. I'm big on, um, not long delays in between. Sure. Timelines yeah, yeah. too, with like when you're going to deliver the final goods. Right. Yeah. Being, uh, being on time, courteous of other people's time. Um, I'm always early, just something I've always been. So, um, and you never know if you're going to have an issue with your camera. You want to get set up and make yeah. sure you're ready for when an event could start, no, right? Very, very true, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm all about just respecting others. I mean, it's not a – I don't have, like, a science to it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it's more of just of, you know, when people interact with me, I just want them to know that, like, okay, Bruce really does want to be here. Like, mm-hmm. he's not just here to collect a check. Right. You know, like, he really enjoys spending time with me and, like, we're laughing, we're mm-hmm. kicking it, you know, stuff like that. You get to know each other. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially for the intimate moments. If you're going to shoot someone's wedding, you really want to make them comfortable. But anyway, always wrap up my shows the same ways. Okay. Quick little lightning round, fun questions, okay. nothing, you know, that's Ooh. groundbreaking. And right. I, I don't know what's going to come up. I just let it ride. All right. You ready? Yep. So am I like on a time nope. limit? Or it's just I like, just not answer. just answer. First thing that comes in your head. Sometimes okay. they're one word questions. Sometimes they're like, you might want to talk for 10 seconds. It's yeah. cool. I'm not strict here on the yeah. show. Right, we, we just roll with the punches. Let's go. Okay. You ready? Yep. Um, who's your favorite sports team? New York Yankees. Love it. Yep. Nice. How'd that happen if you're from Virginia? So Bernie, Bernie Williams played mm-hmm. for the Prince William Cannons, which was the triple A team in, uh, where I'm from in North okay. Virginia. Okay. So I was a huge fan of Bernie Williams. So then, it was because of him. Yeah. And yeah. Then Jeter was just a plus. Yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Who doesn't love Derek Jeter? Yeah. Men and women alike, yeah. right? Um, who's your favorite CrossFit athlete? Oh, man. We could do male and female if you have two. Oh, that's Hard tough. one. I mean, yeah, that's tough, man. Um, I mean, I do like, uh, I mean, I do. I mean, of course, I love, I love Brooke Wells. I like Brooke. Um, I like Noah Olson. Of course, Matt Frazier, mm-hmm. Rich. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, that's a long list. Man. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite workout, whether that's a movement or maybe like a particular CrossFit workout? Uh, favorite, I would say power cleans. So I'm big on like, give me 20 minutes to find my Complex power movement. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 That's me. Least favorite exercise? Overhead squat. Okay. <laughs> Overhead, anything. Do you, um, is it just an, the overhead piece or you don't like squats? If, no, just the overhead piece. Okay. I'll, I'll take a back squat and front squat all day. Okay. But yeah, overhead squat, no. Can't stand up. Or um, I don't like squat snatches either. Okay. Power. Do you like snatches? I do like, like snatches, yeah. yeah. Me too. I, I that's my favorite. Move. I just don't like squatting them. That's, that's fair. Yeah. Um, 
hence the overhead squat. There you go. <laughs> yeah. What has been the biggest challenge for you since transitioning to doing this full time? Like what's something you, you still feel like you haven't mastered yet? Like, you know, you're good with the camera, but maybe there's something about the business piece that you know you need yeah, to work on. Definitely, definitely marketing. Um, as far as, you know, reaching out and following up with, you know, hopefully, you know, future clients or past clients. I think that's something you need to work on as far mm -hmm. as um, keeping in touch with them and building more relationships outside of everyone who already knows me. I need to start reaching out to other other sources of people. I know you mentioned traveling a yeah. lot for some of the gigs that you have done. Yeah. Probably not so much this past year. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, as you were talking, I wanted to ask this earlier. Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought about whether Charlotte's not the market for you to stay in? So. Because you have such a presence in this community right. here. Yeah. So I think there's a ton of validity for you to yeah. say. But yeah. some, some of the gigs we're talking about for Bruce's future, like, do you belong in L.A.? I yeah. guess is All my right. question. So, um. So funny you brought that up. Uh, Putting you on the spot. If you don't well, want to answer, well, it's okay. Well, no, it's because, you know, with Sh uh, Charlotte, I mean, I've always been a person of, like, there's so much in this world. Like, mm -hmm. there's so many places you can go right. and shoot. And it's like, is sh like is here really it? Like, right. is this, you know? Exactly. Where I was like. And I, you have the flexibility. Yeah, I mean, I, can, I don't know what your wife does, but you have well, the flexibility yeah, to can, go I somewhere. Can, I can fly and travel. Yeah. And sh I have a drive. Well, now drive. Right, right, I can right. drive anywhere and shoot. But you could also live anywhere, too. Correct, yes. Because so, you can work remotely. So th we, there are. Some cities on the short list. Yeah, me and my wife, we are discussing okay. a uh, possible relocation. So. Yeah, I would, okay. I would say. We're going to keep tabs yeah. on you. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, curious. Yeah, it, yeah. And like we said, because you're mobile, doesn't matter. If Bruce leaves Charlotte, doesn't mean he's not coming back. Yeah, I, I mean, look at me. I come here every month, right? right? I, can still, I can still come back here and shoot it. Totally, anyway, so, yeah. totally. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, Bruce, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Have really enjoyed it. Last but not least, what's your shameless plug? Where can we find you? How can we connect with you? All right, so uh, first of all, thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, loved it. Pleasure finally physically meeting. yes i know right. for background for everyone listening we interacted on social a bunch tried to do a shoot and then it rained the last time i was here weather was awful yeah, yeah and then um weirdly the universe put bruce and i like crossing paths down the street and we were dming at the same time yeah. but i didn't even see him yeah. so yeah. life is crazy like that Super right funny but yeah, yeah um so you can find me of course on ig at baw3 underscore photo on uh, my website is www.bawphoto.net i also have a um, instagram account for that's you know my wedding and lifestyle stuff nice okay that's just baw photography so you can find me there um and other than that you can catch me in these streets perfect well thank you again for everyone listening as always if you enjoyed this show if you got anything from this message please share it with a friend maybe someone else you know who would benefit from hearing what we had to talk about today. Leave a review, drop a comment on social media. Be sure to follow Bruce. I will link all of your ways to access you and your Instagram accounts and all that good stuff and website down in the show notes too Sweet. so people can easily find it. This has been our latest episode of The Fix. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.